there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gaming problem? Call one 800 522 4700. Welcome back in to this Tuesday edition of the Lombardi Line presented as always by BetMGM. I'm Stormy Tony. Alongside today, special guest, treat guest host in Mike Palm, VP of Operations here at Circa Resort and Casino. We're coming to you live from downtown Las Vegas and a beautiful, beautiful hot day here in Sin City again. It's too hot now. It's really getting frustrating. Well, I just found out I'm going to talk to the uh, radio station in Boise nice. at Stadium Swim at 1.30. So I might oh. have to shed the beautiful golden jacket. And, and, unless, Dang. Unless we're in the owner's suite or something. Maybe some, somewhat temperature control. You'll get a little tan out there. Have you seen what's going on upstairs? Have you been? You got to take a walk. No, up. not yet. We're fully engaged in uh, the release of a certain movie coming out Friday. We've turned the whole thing pink up there. What? Oh, yes. Okay, so um, you're, what you're saying is I need to fill in on Friday, wear pink, and then shoot up there after. Yeah, you got to see it. It's a, yeah. it's amazing at night. Turn the building pink and the blue pools, and they're, they've decked it all out. They got the life-size dream houses and everything up there. What made you guys do that? Uh, well, it's a, a nice partnership with a big movie, and nobody yeah. else partnered with them. So that is very cool. We'd like to attract a few more women to the venue as well. All so. Right. <laughs> I can't be the only one here. No, no, we, uh, no that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, so you guys have a lot going on this week then between Mountain West Media Days. It's also being hosted upstairs. If you missed any of that conference preview that Mike and I had, remember you can always download the Lombardi line in podcast form as well, wherever you get your podcasts. 
We're going to talk a little ACC football later on this hour as well. College football analyst, VEASAN contributor Aaron Moore is going to join the show in about a half an hour. Um, but also, you guys have like those those uh, banquet rooms upstairs get a lot of use because I know the whole floor is sold out this week. Yeah, it, even it spills out into the foyer there where you go up the escalator onto three with meeting space. So. Yeah, they're beautiful, like the big vaulted ceilings and stuff. I I really like it up there. You wish you could have your wedding there. Well, I'm having my reception there. So <laughs> we're doing the wedding across the street at the D because um, my little sister is too young, unfortunately. Just to be barely in the under building. 21. Yeah, just, you just know, barely. A brisk nine years old. So <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but I thought that was funny because, like I said earlier, uh, I used to work for the Mountain West, and a lot of the folks that I worked with still currently are at the league. So they're here this week and also coming to my wedding. So, really? <laughs> yeah, like my buddy Jesse Kurtz, I was like, yeah, I can't wait to see how different the room is going to look one week to the next. But are you doing a, uh, a um, rehearsal dinner? Yes, at Andiamo. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do it over there because I wanted my sister to come but as well. But she can go here. You know that under 21 I can forgot. go to Barry's. You guys can do that. I'm not trying to sell you on one or the other because I love Andiamo. Shoot, I didn't think this that's through. That's the one place that under 21 go and they you get escorted down and that, but... Uh... Well, too late for that. The well, reservation okay. has right. been made That's for right. 30. <laughs> but um, let's get into it. A lot of great all stuff right. we're going to cover here this hour. And we're going to start with a little quarterback talk in a segment we're calling Make It or Break It. This handful of quarterbacks are at a crossroads going into 2023, entering high leverage seasons that could impact their NFL future. So do we think that these quarterbacks are going to exceed expectations or underperform. So let's start with one quarterback who I know has been very top of mind coming off the, one of the worst, if not the worst seasons of his career in Russell Wilson. New situation in Denver with his new head coach in Sean Payton. The expectation is maybe that Payton could quote unquote fix Russell Wilson to an extent that things will be different. The Broncos win total this season sitting at eight and a half. His passing yards prop 3,725 and a half touchdowns sitting at 24 and a half. Is there one number among those three that interests you, Mike? Are you staying away from the Broncos? Do you believe in Sean Payton? How do you feel? Well, I believe in Sean Payton. Can he fix Russell Wilson? Um, I thought a big part of it was the coaching and the play calling last year. Not just what plays they called, but they never would get the play in on time. Yeah. He had no ability to ever audible at the line because they weren't coming out of the huddle till nine seconds left. He just could not deal with the play clock. Uh, so I think that makes a difference. That being said, Russell Wilson had other attributes that had nothing to do with the head coach. Like, I never saw him so uh, shy away from contact, running the football. Uh, he was a dynamic runner earlier in his career, and you saw him really go away from that last year. He can't be any worse, and I think Peyton fixed it. I'm not sure where I would isolate here, though, on the prop, uh, which prop I would isolate on if 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 I liked them. I would tend to wait and see through the first few weeks and maybe bet an adjusted season win total. I'm not strong enough in my confidence in anything uh, to bet any of these three, either over yeah. or under. I know he had some injuries and stuff as well, but to your point about not only getting the play calls in late, but he wasn't the same type of, like, aggressive leader on the field that I'm used to seeing. Like at some point you have to say, I've been doing this for a decade. I know what I'm doing. I've done it at a very high level and take control of situations. And there were a lot of instances where we're right. like, what are you doing? I, another point of concern against any of these overprops might be the relationship he has in the locker room. And maybe that's repaired, but I mean, I think the offensive line relationships to your point about leadership and all his sort of delusional 
about what was going on with the team and the his having corny his own th- office stuff as well, well and all that was yeah. like lot, people were lining up to tell stories about him that played yeah. with him in Seattle last year. It was sort of sad yeah. uh, about the diva esque sort of things, but uh, even just how he fit, how badly the team was doing and his, his you know let's ride and all this nonsense yeah. that he was always saying. I mean, in a far cry from two years ago when he had forty touchdowns to last year sixteen touchdowns, eleven picks, the red zone efficiency or lack thereof was just hard to watch um, throughout the course of the season. and oh. never really got better. It started out on that Monday night in Seattle, right? And they had the ball, what, five times in, um, inside the five and had a field goal out of it? It was unbelievable. I know we talk a lot about Survivor, <laughs> um, especially with the contest oh. being here, but that was so brutal. I had two entries last year. I was so excited to do two instead of just one, and I only did two because I got through week 10 the year prior, and I was like, oh, if only I had one more. What I could have done. You know, the woulda, shoulda, coulda last year. I have Denver to beat Seattle. Stupid. Didn't know. You know, remember all the offseason talk about Denver well, about that the, year. It was and the greatest the, division of all time. And that Geno Smith <laughs> and the Seahawks could have been in play for the worst team in the NFL last year, which clearly did not happen. Yeah. So just take that into account. And then I had the um, torrential downpour Bears 49ers game as well. So I took two road teams in situations that I thought – I could take advantage of and was awful. Anyways, let's move on to our next many, quarterback so I don't have to cry on the air. Let's get to to the to the bottom line here. How many survivor entries are you can get ten now this year? How many are you going to purchase? I don't know. I might just do two again. Oh come on. I'm not doing ten. Tom Carroll, who sits in this booth, the guy that's here yeah. every day and, and very smart on his behalf because he picks up all the people that come in without a proxy. He said it's amazing how many people did two or three last year, and this year they say, like, okay, give me six. Yeah. Okay, give me seven. And we're almost at— I could see myself doing three. Yeah. I like to do it with my—like, the reason that we started doing it is my dad and I like to do one together. And so last year, he and I did one together, and then I did one on my own. And then, like I said, still, 0 for 2. So maybe this year I need to do two on my own and one with him. I could do that. Both of you do five. How about that? <laughs> I see you driving up sales here. Okay, we get it. We get it. Uh, Let's move on here. Another quarterback changing up situations a little bit here. Mac Jones has an actual offensive coordinator here in 2023, (laughs) despite the disaster that was last year. The Patriots win total sitting at seven and a half. They do have a very tough schedule, but I feel like in all other facets, this team has made room for improvement. There's still potential that Dalvin Cook maybe could make his way there and pair up with with Ramondre Stevenson in the backfield, get a little support there for Mac Jones. His passing yards prop, 3,249 and a half. Touchdowns, 19 and a half. I would look at over touchdowns here. That's a really low total for an NFL starting quarterback that's going to play 17 games. I guess you have to factor in, is he going to be the starter all year? Mm Mm-hmm. I know Zappy played decently last year at, at stretches. But... I did like saying peanut butter Zappy time. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, I'd lean over here. I, I agree with you. It's a really tough division. That's why I was asking Michael. If the Patriots are in the playoff, who's disappointing? There's got to be a lot of AFC teams. Mm-hmm. There's going to be good teams that don't make the playoffs in the AFC this year if if everything goes according to Hoyle. I'm in real good teams that might be the third best team in the NFC not <laughs> making the playoffs uh, in the AFC. So, but 19 and a half, you have to yeah. average one per game plus three. And he had 20 his rookie season. The better the 22, run, the, 22 is rookie season. And the better yeah. the running game, the better it is for him throwing touchdowns in the red zone because you have to respect the running game. I, I just, it's such a low number that by, you know, just by the sheer um, quantity that you have to get per game, I would go over here. One more. We can squeeze it in the last minute That's and a half. Deshaun I, Watson. I want to do Tua. Okay, I think do you, Tua. Why don't you go under on the Tua's? Because I think the risk of injury is so Absolutely. real that he's going to miss games. And, you know, 
you have to be protective of them. I'm not saying nine and a half for the win total, but I would go under the yards and the touchdowns just because of the injury factor. Well, we even were talking <laughs> yesterday on the show about the Tyreek Hill comments of, yeah. I'm going to have a 2,000-yard receiving no. season. I think it's going to be this year, da 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 I'm like, you can't. You can't. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, am I really supposed to trust that two is going to play 15-plus games this year? No. Like, that's uh, – so I'm, be I'm not on anything Dolphins. It could be yeah. over. I, I, don't, I think the coach is good. I think the team is loaded around him, but there's so much uncertainty there. Yeah, I'd love to be proven wrong. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I just don't see it, and I'm not investing my money in anything Miami at this point. But Deshaun Watson, um, could he take the step forward after finally getting reps under his belt last year? I don't think it's a step. I think it's a leap. He was yeah. that bad last year. And I, we all said, though, when we talked about Cleveland and, and their season before the season last year, he hasn't played in two years. It's going to take a while. But he still got, what, five games under his belt? He was awful in game five. So it's a big leap. I'm I'm out on him. I would, if anything, look under, although it's a make-or-break season in Cleveland. I mean, Stefanski mm-hmm. might go from being coach of the year to fired in two years. So, I mean, I think they have to make the playoffs or they're going to tear that down. They paid that guy <laughs> so much money, and he hasn't delivered. We'll see if he can live up to at least an ounce of the contract this coming season. He, to me, could be a top-five quarterback in the league, or he could be, like, 27th based on production it's crazy to think about we'll have more nfl talk on the other side as well as some mlb awards markets what's bettable here early in the second half there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? Drive too fast and you could hear the sound of your vehicle crashing because one way or another, speeding catches up to you. Paid for by NHTSA. Welcome back to the Lombardi Line alongside Mike Palm, Stormy Bonatoni, live at Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. The big news over the last 24 hours has, of course, been the franchise tag deadline. Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs did not agree to long-term deals. So 
the expectation is that, I mean, they can't show up to training camp. I was going to say that they're not showing up to training camp because they haven't signed their franchise tender. They're actually not allowed to. Meanwhile, Tony Pollard did. Also, we saw the news that DeAndre Hopkins officially signed with the Tennessee Titans. There was some late steam on the Kansas City Chiefs that maybe they could be in play. Of course, Hopkins also visited the New England Patriots, so maybe a lost opportunity for them to get a good receiver um, in that room. But Hopkins to the Music City, base salary $12 million that first season, could reach 15 in incentives. Does that move the needle at all for you? Did you see anybody come come in, anything in the division or win totals since this deal got done? No. Um, but it's a little bit fresh. I'm surprised they paid him that much money. I didn't yeah. know that the market, he was kind of looking well, for Well, that's why he went was, there, right? Money bit, talks. Yeah. Um, Tennessee's an interesting team too, right? I mean, they're only two years removed from being the one seed in the AFC. And I still think Vrabel's a top three coach in the NFL. So um, They got that one seed being absolutely decimated by injuries well down the stretch. Yeah. and And let's face it. They outplayed the Bengals in that game, but Tannehill three turnovers, right? Yeah. And that sort of propelled the Bengals to the run they've been on going into Tennessee and winning that game. So I think they're interesting in that division. I know everyone's in love with Jacksonville and and and, and the Colts to make a, a resurgence while Texas, the Texans still rebuild. But, um, you know, nothing, nothing heavy yet. Rem- remember, we'll take a lot of our action on win totals when the alternates come out, right? That's where people love, because they love to find a plus price on a strong opinion, which mm-hmm. is what the alternates gives you. And I, I know more and more books have started doing that since we did it three or four years ago and come out with that. So um, some interesting, uh, I, it's, uh, Baltimore's seen some love, uh, the Ravens, betting the Ravens a little bit uh, in the AFC and the win total so far, um, but not much that moves the needle yet. Okay. With um with Hopkins, I feel like I as Michael and I were talking about it on the show yesterday, it was like the more I talked about it, the more I started to buy into the thought process that DeAndre Hopkins could really work with Tennessee and that I mean that's gonna be a great thing for Ryan Tannehill, who we all expect to be the starter. I don't know why people keep trying to throw out there that that it could be yeah, Will Levis no. or that it's an open to competition with Malik Willis. It's not. We saw enough of Malik Willis to know last year that it's not. <laughs> Malik Willis is not an NFL quarterback. No. At least not what he's shown so Remember far. Remember when I they mean, thought he was going to be a first-round pick? He he plummeted in that draft. Yeah. He plummeted. Um, he got his chance. Think about what Vrabel did. He almost won that game to win the conference with Dobbs. He almost won that game with Malik Willis not having a first down after the midpoint of the second quarter in Kansas City at the Super Bowl champs. I mean... They did miracles with very little at the quarterback position at times last year. You still have Derrick Henry, who this offense is going to revolve around, but now you've got a good outside threat for a young wide receiver core. I think the veteran presence for Hopkins with Traylon Burks is going to be a great thing. There's just, there's a lot more to like, you know, the defense is going to be good. That's not going to change. If they stay healthy, why couldn't they be competitive in the division? I feel like everybody's just trying to give it to Jacksonville. And the more I've listened to Michael talk about Jacksonville and his feelings there has given me more confidence that the Titans can narrow that gap more than people might think. Although, you know, in the heads up, Jacksonville always plays them tough. They always play the Titans tough. Anyhow, I would go over the the, the win total here, though. I think I think that's... I it's, did it's, yesterday. You did do it yeah, already. I bet yeah, it, I bet it yesterday, and I bet the alt over um, eight and a half as well, at plus, plus 200. Mm-hmm. So not great numbers, but I like it, and I, I think, I've i bought in, I think, on, on the Titans here. Did you do anything with the division? No? No. Just the totals? Yeah, I couldn't find a number that I liked good enough since it went down from the plus 350 yeah. this, that I was staring at. So I think that just went down a tick too much for me to buy in at this point, but... 
maybe as we get closer to the season, I could revisit it. I don't know. Uh, okay, so one big name free agent off the market, another still to come, Dalvin Cook trying to find his next new home. I mentioned the Patriots as a potential landing spot for him pairing up with Ramondre Stevenson. I know the Miami Dolphins going back home for him. We've seen that shift because Miami was the favorite for a long time. Now New England is. The Jets also sitting there in the top three contenders to land Dalvin. It's interesting uh, how healthy is Brees Hall. I mean, he was going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year before he got hurt, and and I think that's a big difference in that team. I mean, when you talk about Aaron Rodgers, they have a tough early schedule. Um, will the line be able to protect him? But getting him back in that running game uh, is also going to be key for them to be successful here. Uh, so that would be a factor. I don't get Miami for Cook because their running game is not really that north-south running game of Dalvin Cook. It's more of a slashing type of running game that that they that they employ in that office with more smaller backs, um, not not really a grinded out three yards in a cloud of dust. So I don't know. I think New England is the most likely team to land him. I think it would be a great spot, and especially like I mentioned with them not landing DeAndre yeah. Hopkins, they need something, and I think he could be maybe that missing piece that just helps the Patriots take that next step offensively and what should be a much better offensive year with Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. <laughs> I, I'm going to just keep on pounding that thought process. I mean, what were they doing last year? Really? Everybody questioned it and everyone was right. Yes. <laughs> well, and you go back on it saying it's Bill Belichick. Who are we to judge what he's doing? He's been able to handle X, Y, Z. You just keep going down the list, and then it ends up being disastrous. But you can't have all defensive coaches. Mistakes. You can't. You, can't, you cannot have all defensive coaches. And you've seen the, the successful NFL coaches. There's a few outliers, with Belichick being one of them, uh, and Tomlin a little bit. The other, but they all come from an offensive mindset. I keep arguing against the defensive-minded head coach is, is also being phased out. You need a great defensive coordinator, but you have to have an – offensive-minded head coach that can develop young quarterbacks to be successful in this league. Well, and to that point, since the Jets were a team that we're talking about, you have a defensive-minded head coach. Zach Wilson obviously did not pan out to the no. extent that they had. So now you bring in a veteran presence and a offensive coordinator who has familiarity, all those other things. Robert Sala can kind of just take a step back, let them do their thing, and he can handle the defensive side of the stuff a lot more. I like... The, the, the question I have for you about Miami with Dalvin Cook is that we talked about Tua and the health concerns. Mike McDaniel is supposed to be this run game guru, former great run game coordinator with the San Francisco 49ers, and we know how successful that was there. Like, is there not a way that he could scheme up some awesome stuff for Dalvin and free up Tua to take less hits? Like, I think that makes a lot of sense from that standpoint. Um, it's possible. Um I just think, you know, you block different ways when you run, right? Like, you know, Belichick always talks about getting guys from Georgia Tech, offensive linemen, you know, the teams that run the option, and then teaching them how to block in a pro set. It's just there's different ways you attack things. I think their running game will, will be better. Um, I, I think those odds are just too short there. Okay. I, I'd make the Patriots closer to even money and the Dolphins more like close to 3-1 to one in that in that board. Last couple of minutes here. Let's go back to um, Major League Baseball. Oh, oh. There are a number of awards markets I know you're very intrigued by. Are there any bets to be made at this point in the season right now to you? We talked about the Blue Jays a little bit earlier with Will Hill, but anything you like? Um, I, 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 we sort of segued from looking at some teams. I think the Giants are interesting. Uh, the San Francisco Giants, yes, playoffs is an interesting 
uh, market right now because I think we're seeing Arizona really struggle here. And maybe it's the Giants that are the second team out of the West. They're actually ahead of Arizona as we head in today. They've got you know two games to finish today, the one from yesterday and the game tonight. I like their starting pitching a little bit better. It's deeper. Now, Gallon uh, with Arizona, the favorite to win the NL Cy Young, but he's been bad on the road. Right. Been very good at home, which is amazing because it's a hitter's park in Arizona. His numbers at home are amazing, but hasn't been able to produce on the road. I think the National League Cy Young market is is pretty open as well with Gallon being that short, but I'm not sure where do you go as the alternate. I don't I don't I never made a bet at all in the NL. I have two tickets from before the season. I have Shohei at 11 to 1 uh for Cy Young and I have Framber Valdez at 25 to 1 uh at the Westgate. Speaking of Shohei, where do you land on what happens with him? Do you think he gets traded? I don't think Augie Marino can sit there across from that kid and tell him, you're, we're trading you to the National League. Sorry, you're losing an MVP. He's the MVP. There's no doubt about it. I mean, we can argue a lot of different things about him with me and, and, and how he and Trout, they don't get to the playoffs and they don't play meaningful games. He's winning the MVP. Hey, they finally won a game when he did something good yesterday. Yeah, and he, he hit the home run the night before, too. Yeah, but that's always the joke, right, is they, they, he has they the home win. run and they do this amazing thing and the Angels lost 9-6. Uh, to six. I thought he would be a better pitcher. He hasn't, his stuff is amazing, but he hasn't learned to pitch to contact. Too many pitches to get through five innings. He's been a great fade first five here the last two months because the teams are all, teams often trailing and you lay a big price with them first five. But that's really tough to take an MVP away from somebody. And if they trade him, which they should, He's going to go to the National League. There's there's yeah. nobody they're trading him. It, it Seattle might be the only team, but what would they give up? It's the Dodgers, maybe the Padres, maybe the well, Mets. And I'm sure there's that internal battle from leadership. Like, do we trade him now, have that happen, but actually get something in return for him? Or are we going to be the team that trades the modern-day Babe Ruth, gets nothing in return? And, and You know, it's a yeah. – or the, I mean, either way, is he going to end up in Anaheim long-term? I don't know. We got to take a break. Aaron Moore – Coming up next, continue some MLB and get into an ACC preview in college football. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You also get unlimited access to the vsin.com slash picks page where you can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check out the top VSIN experts leaderboard as well to view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VSIN expert has the hot hand for VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. You can sign up now. Just $19 at vsin.com slash subscribe. You can find the picks as well as some awesome written work from our next guest, Aaron Moore, vcin.com writer, sports media professor, joins us now. We're going to dive into some ACC football and more. Aaron, how are you today? Very good, Stormy. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, I know we've been going through all these different conference previews with you week after week, but we're going to start off with something a little bit different here. Compliments of our guy, Mike Palm. Professor Moore, good to talk to you again. I want to ask a selfish question to start the segment before we get to the ACC, because you're so good at analyzing markets that are determined by human votes. So preseason, I bet Framber Valdez at 25 to 1 uh, for American League Cy Young, and he's now the favorite um, post-All-Star break here, somewhere between plus 190 and, and, and plus $2 in the market but here's my question in terms of monetizing my position, because I think obviously that's too short, and you still have 
uh, McClanahan, Cole, and Gaussman getting a little bit of steam out there. Here's my concern. Last year, he had 26 consecutive quality starts and did not finish in the top three in Cy Young voting. Is there a bias against Valdez from the American League Cy Young voters that I should be concerned about as I look at my position moving forward? You know, Mike, the, the, the bias against any type of Houston player, we've talked about that like the last two or three years. I got to believe at this point, especially as Valdez, where he was moving up the, uh, the, the betting board on the, the Cy Young market, I think that's dissipated. Two, three years ago, absolutely, that was certainly the case, that there was definitely issues against the Astros. At this case, no, I don't think there's a bias against Valdez. He's doing well. It was McClanahan, and as you said, Cole and Gossman are there. So I think what you're looking at with a uh, with a candidate like uh, Framber Valdez is he is right now the best in terms of AL Cy Young, but there's guys that are pretty close to them. So I think the, the the issue is there isn't a big difference between Valdez and the next three or four names, but I don't think the bias still exists. Really good stuff. Um, let's turn our attention now to college football here, talking Atlantic Coast Conference. I know you have a lot of specific win totals that we're going to dive into, but first, big picture, when you look at the conference odds, Clemson, your shortest shot, the defending champs won seven of the last eight, but then you've got Florida State that's right there as well under Mike Norvell. If Florida State beats LSU in the opener, it could set up for a really interesting week four game there in Death Valley. When you look at these two teams, who, in your opinion, is better positioned to win a title this year? Well, it is interesting, Stormy, that you have the ACC, the 14 teams, and now it's a divisionless conference, and those two teams are clearly the top two. And Florida State, based on what they did last year, really, I think, is gaining a lot of steam coming into this year. Florida State is going to be a team that you're going to hear a lot of people talking about from a media perspective, from a betting perspective. But still, the way I look at it, they're Clemson for a reason. And when Clemson has a down season, that's 10 wins. That's a bad down year for Dabo Sweet. So I still think this is the Clemson Clemson still the beat the team to beat in the ACC. They have some continuity with Will Shipley. They have Cade Klubnick. This is clearly Dabo Sweeney's team in terms of where they stand in the conference. Florida State, definitely the second best team. But looking at it, you've got two short favorites, really, in terms of plus 140, 145 for Clemson, plus 150, 155 or so for Florida State. So they are, the, the odds makers are telling you, those two teams, head and shoulders above the other 12. Still, for me, I'm going to take Clemson with that. I want to continue on that theme with Clemson and Florida State. They meet on September 23rd uh, at Death Valley. The look-ahead line, Clemson, minus 2.5, minus 120. Might you look at Zeroing in on that game, which is, you know, obviously two months ahead of the ACC championship game in terms of if you like Clemson to win the to win the ACC, that's that's a huge game in, in terms of them accomplishing that. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. What I like to look at is breaking down futures bets. What pieces need to go in to ultimately win your future? And if you can look at some of those smaller pieces that the odds are not tremendously different that you don't have to tie your money up for a long time. Well, let's look at those smaller pieces to begin with. And that game on September 23rd, you're getting Clemson laying two and a half at home, as you said, in Death Valley. 
And I think this game really sets up well for Clemson, that they start the season at Duke. I do like Duke going into the season, but still Clemson should be a prohibitive favor. They should win that game. Then they get home Charleston Southern, home FAU, and then the big game on the 23rd. Here comes Florida State to Death Valley. And then you look at how Florida State, as I said, and we've talked about, there really is going to be high expectations for this team. Well, they open up against LSU. What a big game that's going to be. What big hype that's going to be. Then they have Southern Miss at home. That should be a win. Then they're at Boston College. Now, that certainly should be a win for Fuller State. I don't think anybody's going to really make the case for the Eagles. But then you're on the road in a conference game, and then you head to Clemson. So I like Clemson in that game. I like them laying two and a half. And I'll pay a little bit of juice at the minus 120. I think that's a better deal in terms of time and what has to happen than taking Clemson to win the ACC championship at plus 140. There's a lot of things that could go wrong along the way after this game on the 23rd for Clemson. So why not try to look at that piece and focus on the piece rather than the big picture? always good at kind of finding those comparative markets and finding numbers that make sense. You, you did mention there that Duke is a team that you like uh, 17 starters back this season after being one of the more improved team in the country a year ago under Mike Elko. Uh, from what I understand, you're buying in on them again in general this year. What else do you like about this team? and What numbers are you looking at with the Blue Devils? Well, as Stormy you said it, 17 starters back. The ACC has a lot of changes. Once again, without the divisions in there, there's quarterback turnover on a number of teams. Duke has Mike Elko, who clearly knows how to turn a winner in Durham. He's got Riley Leonard. They have those 17 starters, and I think the market is kind of overlooking at them. So you can get them at three and a half wins. I like the over here, get a little plus money at 105. I think this continuity or all those starters back is a way to find an extra win. I, I clearly see three wins for Duke, and what I'm betting on and trying to go against the market is the continuity, the return of the quarterback, another year for uh, Elko in Durham. That That's a way of looking at the future is to try to find something a little bit different in the market. And my idea is I think those 17 starters help them get one more win than right now the odds makers are predicting. Professor Moore, I want to talk about Pitt and who is Pat Narduzzi. Their win total for the conference set at four and a half. He has to retool at quarterback this year. Yeah, and, and that's really, I think, one of my favorite plays, Mike, is going against this Pittsburgh team. And Narduzzi, what he does is he's a very good coach. They have that program consistently where they're, uh, they're in contention. They play that Pitt style. But you've got Jerkovic at quarterback. He's a former BC quarterback. Uh, They lost a lot of starters on defense. Their win total in the ACC is four and a half. I really like the under in that. This is a team that I'm going to look to fade a lot this season. Meanwhile, Louisville, a team I've heard a number of people say could maybe be a, a dark horse this season. No Clemson, no Florida State, no Carolina on the schedule. Are you buying in on the Cardinals as well? Yeah, from a betting standpoint, Stormy, you just said something that makes me quiver. They re- That's a team I like. I like the over, but boy, they are really gaining steam. I think a lot of people are talking about it, uh, of being Louisville, this this dark horse in the ACC. And at the, probably the place to start is looking at their conference schedule without the divisions. 
So they avoid Clemson. They avoid Florida State. They avoid UNC. So right there, that's going to get your attention on the win total. At five and a half, there, there's six wins that could come from this team, and that, that's the reason I'd be willing to take the over there. They have Brom back in Louisville now as the coach. He knows how to coach offense, and that really is his strength, and that's why Louisville brought him over. Offense was, offense was not a problem for him at Purdue. He's got Jack Plummer at quarterback, and Plummer's familiar with what Brom did at Purdue. So I like this offense to carry over. But, boy, I'm scared that now this is the team that everybody is talking about because we're going to first look at Clemson, we're going to first look at FSU, and then the next step is, well, what's the dark horse team? And I think Louisville is gaining steam in that area. Awesome stuff, Aaron. Really, really appreciate your time today. Thanks for doing this. Thank you very much, Stormy and Mike, and good luck. Thank you, you, Professor. Professor Aaron Moore, VSIN contributor. Check out his stuff, of course, at vsin.com. I do have a couple ACC questions with you I want to check over once we get through the break. And the FIFA Women's World Cup begins later this week. We'll get Mike's analysis there as well. Don't go anywhere. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located here on the Las Vegas Strip or nationwide. 
Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are wrapping up our Tuesday edition of the Lombardi Line live at Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Stormy Bonantoni and Mike Palm with you. Wrapping up a little bit of our ACC conversation with Aaron Moore from a moment ago. A team that we didn't get to was Wake Forest. And I was just mm. curious. Sam Hartman now out the window. He's their best quarterback in forever. Now he's going to be with Notre Dame. Does that impact you more on Wake or more on Notre Dame coming into the season? Well, I was really excited when he transferred because I thought that would lead them to have the ability to recruit offensive players around him and maybe even on the defensive side of the ball. We'll see. They weren't a lot of close games. They play to their competition. Mm -hmm. Uh, They really do. Um, A tough schedule. They have to go to Clemson. And remember, they just drilled Clemson in South Bend last year. So there's a huge revenge factor there. I'm sure Clemson has that circled. uh, You know, And then Ohio State, they get coming to South Bend and USC, who's probably got the the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, directing their offense. So it's going to be a difficult schedule. It'll be interesting to see. They have a good running game, but of course they lose what I thought was the best tight end in the country. Um, so a, a tough second season uh, for, for Coach Freeman, but um, I think it points up for Notre Dame, though, and they, that they were able to get a top-tier quarterback. I mean, it's been a long time. I was excited. It's been a long time since they've had a, a nationally renowned quarterback. Yeah, um, since like Brady Quinn, since they've had a quarterback with the at least the type of Ron numbers Paulus. that, that Sam Hartman has put up. When two Heisman's Beano Cook said. Um, no, but you know Notre Dame, yeah. kind of that you 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 said the quasi ACC team. Well, they really are because they play that ACC. in every other sport. They are in every other, and then they play that that heavy ACC. What five teams yeah. every year they play in the ACC? Uh, you think Drake May can compete for Heisman? I don't like him. I I, I pass on him. I don't think he belongs up there. I think this is really. Williams to win, and he's going to, you know, another year under Lincoln Riley and all the attention in L.A., and I think that's, that. I don't often bet the Heisman markets before, but I think he's a pretty solid choice. I was really excited last year um, when all of the steam of Drake May maybe making a push late in the season for Heisman came about. I got assigned a game at Chapel Hill when they played Georgia Tech, and got upset yeah, <laughs> and it was a brutal loss too. I was so excited because there was all this hype about him. We yeah. had all these stories planned and then it was just a brutal game for him. They looked bad. When Notre Dame went down there, they really controlled him too. He had an awful game in Chapel Hill against Notre Dame. I'm just not really high did, on him. Did you go to the Notre Dame game here at Allegiant last year? I did. Year? Britt yeah. took me. Oh, fun. We sat right on the 50 yard line. It was quite, yeah. a, it's the only time I've cool. ever been to Allegiant. I have never been to a Raiders game or to a concert. So I have never been to a Raiders game or a concert there, but I have been, I went to the Notre Dame game last year and then I worked the BYU game that was there two years ago for the college kickoff game. Weren't you impressed? So I've only been there for college Weren't football. you impressed by the atmosphere of that game, yeah. BYU, how loud the BYU fans so. were? That's a great they venue. They travel. That's a yeah. great venue though for obviously for the, Pac-12 team, but for bowl they, games coming up, it's well, going to be a great venue. BYU, the they have such a contingent of fans yeah. here in Las Vegas yeah. that you knew that there were going to be a lot of people. I mean, BYU played in that Vegas kickoff game yeah. that I worked here as well, so it's just it always seems to be 
them for whatever reason. The people don't realize how heavily Eastern Nevada is is Mormon as well, right? Yes. It, the crossover, like we drove home from Wendover years ago. I think it was 2006, and like it was almost all Mormon on that, you know, yeah. the borders Utah there. The bulk of my friends growing up were so older cities, yeah, heavily Mormon as well. For sure. So, yeah, but I was very impressed with how loud their fans were. So, okay, these last couple minutes here, I want to make sure we check into one of the baseball games we didn't get to, a hefty 15-game slate, as well as some Women's World Cup talk. So we're going to have to squeeze it in quickly. But Brewers and Phillies today, Aaron Nola on the Hill. Philly's a big favorite in this one, a team that's trying to stay in the wild card mix. What are you looking at here? Brewers win four in a row. Phillies win three in a row. Uh, you know, people have heard me talk about Nola. I always say, Nola, if you score three, he gives up four. If You know, if you score one, he gives up two. Uh, decent so far. I mean, the ERA, not terrific, but he's won eight games for the Phillies. I think the Phillies are rolling. I can't believe in our blackjack tournament, nobody out of 10 picks took yeah. the Phillies at 20 to one at that point. I think they're better than last year. And remember they got in as a wild card and made the world series run last year. I think their bullpen is dynamite. I think their bullpen's the best in baseball. You can shut it down after the seventh inning. They're deep. Um, Tehran sort of a, a throw in here is, is, has pitched 47 innings so far. The price is obviously what it should be. Yeah. I'll probably pass the game. The only way I could look at it is if you, you looked at the run line with the Philly here at minus 110. Yeah, Tehran allowed, what, 13 earned runs yeah. his last two starts, 16 hits, four homers, all four of those home runs that though were just in that game against the Mets and Bryce Harper getting into a little bit of a groove here. And I heard on a show earlier today, some of the numbers of Bryce Harper specifically against Tehran 19 of 17, 404 average nine home runs against this guy. And he just got out of his little drought. So he hit a home run. What three days ago, could this be another spot where he gets involved? Yeah. I remember Tehran pitching for the Braves in the NLE. So he's seen plenty of him. Uh, in his career uh, with Washington and with Philadelphia. So, yeah, the total obviously ref reflects that with the nine and a half here in Philadelphia. So this is a football show. We talked plenty of NFL, college football. Now we will talk the world's football, uh, <laughs> the Women's FIFA World Cup coming up this week, beginning on Thursday in Australia and New Zealand. And before we get to your picks, though, real quickly, just for people that don't bet so soccer, typically, yeah. what are some things they should know coming into this tournament? Well, the women's game is a little different than the men's game. You know, I've been pretty famous here for, for day trading totals in men's soccer and all kind of different conferences. I, do, I don't do it as much in women. I did it with the National League here when we came back from pandemic when they when they were on that incredible run uh, of under 16 in a row. But, um, you know, it's not as... Uh, what, what do you want to say? Parity in the women's game. The USA is still the favorite, although not a minus number in front of them. But the Arthur Edge Courage winners come in as a as a favorite. And England, uh, a clear second choice here. I don't know if there's a lot of value in either of those teams. I do have one bet looking at the, you know, you got to look at the groups and then what group do you line up with? Because then it goes from the 32 down to being a 16-team knockout tournament. And what's good about women's sports is these betting opportunities have grown, right? It used to be you didn't get to, couldn't bet women's college basketball until the NCAA tournament. Now you can bet it all year long, just like all the prop bets that you have on this Women's World Cup. I like I take a look at the host team, and I know there's co-host teams because it's half the sites are in Australia and mm -hmm. half in New Zealand. But Australia, who's actually around the fifth or sixth choice at 12-1 to 1 to win the tournament, in their group, they do have Canada in their group. They're favored to win their group, which means... In Group B, they would line up with Group D. Um, England in Group D is going to win Group D. The likely second team will be Denmark. Australia's dominated Denmark recently, including 3-1 to one in their last meeting. You can get Australia at minus 105 to make the quarterfinals. So to be in the final eight meetings, they have to win one game in the knockout round. 
They're going to advance out of their group. They should be the number one seed. You need to be the one seed. The, the tough thing about Canada is if they're second in that group, they have to face England in, the, in that round of 16 games. So that's my only bet right now heading in that, you know, you need to get down before the uh, before the tournament starts to advance to the quarterfinal, Australia at minus 105. So the one bet I was considering, which I would like your opinion on, I don't like the price all that much, but yeah. I just feel like it's kind of an inevitable thing that it will happen. So that yeah. would make it worthwhile in my mind. But USA minus 160 to make the semis. They're heavily favored, as you saw on the screen there yeah. a moment ago, to win their Group E. Um, potential path of then playing Italy in the round of 16 and Japan or Norway in the quarters, which shouldn't be an issue. No. And then the semis would be a test, but it's just to make the semis. So it would be a huge disappointment, no, if they didn't do that. Well, you eliminate them having to go against any of the other top six teams in terms of the betting. So I don't think 160 is an unreasonable. Yeah. I know we, are, we we don't like to lay numbers a lot of the time, but I don't think that's bad. And then you can ride the nationalism with the USA women's team as, uh, as they advance in the tournament. Yeah. I'm very interested to see here because we're going to broadcast all the games and we're going to have the sound on all the women's games here over baseball or whatever else is going on, whether we'll see the crowd that we saw for all World Cup games with the men or will it just be USA. The, the USA? Yeah. I'm interested to see that. I wonder how much money and handle you guys are going to have just on Team USA, that the two-time defending champs, you have the nationalism side of it. It should be, I would imagine, all of the money, not all, but a good portion of it will be going for the home team. Yeah, it will. And who's the, I mean, is there a sharp market for women's soccer? I'm not sure yeah. if there is or not, um, but it will, it will be interesting. Um, and, and the first couple of games are like six and 7 PM. So it's very reasonable hours where, you know, it was two and 5 AM with yeah. the, in Qatar. Yeah. I know our handy dandy <laughs> producer Luke here was saying he was excited though for some of those early morning games. Cause they're especially in these early group stages, yeah. they're going to have action actually on TV during the 4 to 7 a.m. local time show. So it's good filler. <laughs> there you go. You got to have it. Great stuff today. Appreciate you doing this, Mike. Um, Michael Lombardi will be back on the program tomorrow. That's a wrap for us today. VEASAN Best Bets are coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.